Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. So Rob and I are going to talk about how automation and wearable tech can play a role in coaching. Now, I have to say I was a little surprised when he recommended this subject to me. When you recommended this subject, Rob, I was kind of like, oh, this is interesting. And I can't say that I've read or listened or watched a single thing that connected these these things, this tech and coaching. So, have you seen automation play a role in coaching or are you foreseeing it? Can you share? Yeah, I think that I think when I brought that up with you, it was more in the context of like, what do you see in the future of coaching? Yeah, yeah. And, like what the 4C. Let's, yeah. Let's and I think where where I'm feeling into like if you had asked me certainly 10 years ago, I would have thought that things like AI and, you know, um, some automation that is going to be, you know, we're seeing. Uh, pretty soon there's a concern that transportation type stuff goes away as we get automated driving, right? And that's yeah. a huge sector of the economy. And 10 years ago, I would have told you that I thought things like coaching would be one of the last things to get innovated out because there's such a personal element and you have to understand people so much, et cetera. And I'm, I'm starting to doubt that. I'm starting to think that in fact, I'm trying to think about innovating in this space, right? So mm -hmm. what I, and there's a lot of reasons for this, but if you imagine that part of my job is to be a bit of a lie detector, not that, not that somebody's consciously lying to me, but a lot of times we're lying to ourselves. Uh, someone may be lying to me. Sometimes there's just a part conflict in what they're saying. So they mean what they're saying, but they've already stated some other kind of goal over here, and there's a, a mix-up in them. So just making meaning out of that is difficult. So if you think about how, if I'm really good at that, let's say, I, I tend to think that's one of my one of my superpowers, is I can sort of sense where someone's a little bit off or something's a, a little bit inauthentic, let's say. I, I may be sensing something in the pupil. I might like notice a breathing pattern. I might notice uh, a quickening heart rate that I can't really see, but there's a bit of an intuition just because I've learned to become hypersensitive to that for whatever reason. Well, yeah. if you add like AI and tech in there, somebody's wearing a heart rate monitor. Somebody uh, could actually see pupil dilation. Somebody could see like blinking rates and think like you can start to see that a uh, a smarter AI that's got even more inputs to what's going on, uh, mm -hmm. you could have a, a coaching dialogue with something that would know very quickly uh, just because your heart rate sped up that what you just said maybe wasn't true or whatever, right? Then you add on the fact that every coaching technique that's ever been and every psychological technique that's ever been could be right at the ready. Uh, then you add on the fact that if we're wearing headphones around and I have some, you know, Siri level friend that's hanging with me, that's maybe in some way watching my behavior, I could get like right in the minute coaching that's like in my ear, like, hey, you didn't want to eat that. Don't forget, like your calories are at whatever today. Right. So there's a little bit of like, oh, wait, 
there's a way to innovate here that could be really scary and invasive, obviously, but there could be ways that are like, oh, this is incredibly helpful, right? And so we're seeing in the therapy space, there's a, a therapy app now where you can get at a distance, you know, connected to a therapist. And if you don't like them, yeah. you can request another therapist. And so yeah. a, a bit like Uber is for driving presently, there's there's a, some automation overlay, some technology overlay in personal growth, right? So mm-hmm. this idea, um, another innovation for me that's way less tech but still requires some tech, I thought for years that this work that I did was so personal that I would have to do it one-on-one forever. And I had a big epiphany about, like, what would it be like to do this in a group? Could I protect the privacy but have them share with me, right? So through doing some of it on a member site where they're privately messaging me, but then I'm coaching in front of the group in vagaries about what they know about, but everybody else can see the pattern. All of a sudden, it's happening faster for people because they're getting to see, oh, we're all doing this. And it it becomes true for them much more quickly than if I just did it with them and they still think they're a special snowflake that is so different than everybody else. They're starting to see, oh, this is foundational. Like, we're all doing this. And then they see their husbands doing it too. And they see, you know, like, and they learn it much more deeply because of that scale to group level. So, in a thousand different dimensions, there's ways where things like wearable, things like AI, things like automation, um, you know, some form of automation. I'm going to keep ROI mindfulness, but there's another area uh, that I think is really, really important. And it does have to do with that notion of identity. So another area that I really feel is super powerful with the practice of mindfulness is is that it really does help us strip away the thoughts about who we think we are. That can be, this is something that I like to speak about and this is something I like to write about because so many of us go through life like the world is our identity clothing store. <laughs> you know, we're, we're shopping around for the world to define who we are not only so damaging but and setting us up for failure because you can't hold on to things that that can be taken away just like the running right i made an identity out of running maybe you made an identity of your time in the service definitely and when you think that that's who you are and that thing either ends or gets taken away like right now we're not our jobs we're not our position we're not our titles. We're not the money in our bank account. We're not the how many bedrooms we have. We're not the partner that we're with. We're just who we are. And when we we grab onto all these different things to make meaning of who we are, we suffer. We suffer. And we don't need to suffer. And Suffering is part of the human condition. When we know that we're not what we think, we're not our emotions, that we are not the things that we do, we can suffer less. And so under my umbrella, I want ROI mindfulness. And then I've also have a working title of naked mindfulness, which is really not to be provocative. It's really about vulnerability. It's about kind of clearing these notions of attachment. 